Hello and welcome to the Yarniax podcast. This is episode number 135, which we're recording on Wednesday, March 1st, 2017. And I said that slowly because I can't believe it's March. I can't either. It, <laughs> I say that almost every podcast. Like, I can't <laughs> believe it's already been, it's only two weeks, but That's time right. is flying. <laughs> and I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we are recording again at the Santa Cruz Yacht Harbor. It is almost 70 degrees out today, and it's a beautiful afternoon. And Wednesdays in Santa Cruz, they do sailing lessons. So we are trying to see if we can do our podcast before the sailors come in with their little boats. So <laughs> if we hear some background noise, I apologize in advance. Oh, Speaking of background noise, I apologize for the last episode, the mouse clicks. Oh, yeah. That was very annoying. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I, from now on, we'll have my smart mouse with me instead yeah. of trying to use the <laughs> laptop. So this is our post-Stitches 2017 podcast. And what a Stitches it was. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful, wonderful event. And in order to share some of the happenings and things we saw, we'd like to do all of our normal segments this week, but with a Stitches twist. I wanted to start singing, let's do the twist. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to tell you a few things that I wore at Stitches. First thing that I wore, and I think I had it with me almost every day, was my inner piece shawl which is a shawl by Hohilo Catelli. I knit mine, ooh, back in August of 2014. Wow. I cannot believe that, too. So two and a wow. half years ago. Wow. Wow. Okay, two and a half years ago, I knit mine in a lovely yarn called Cloud by Anzula. It's a light fingering yarn and comes in 575 yard skeins. Ooh. That was important because the pattern as written, I believe, calls for five, 560 yards. I'm looking at the pattern page right now. So you have to have either two regular skeins of 100 gram sock yarn and then just use one in a partial or if you can get a hold of one of those lovely jumbo skeins of sock slash shawl yarn, you can use that. And the and like I said, the Anzula yarn is 575 yards. I used the whole thing. I made mine in a color named Elephant. As you can imagine, it's gray. So that is why that shawl ended up being my main piece the whole weekend because it matched everything. Yeah, you had a very gray-black theme this weekend. I did. I tried yep. to bring things that would all match. She succeeded. <laughs> Except for the colorful sweaters, because another sweater that I brought was my fancy cardigan by Hohi Locatelli, which I knit in a merino sock silk that is delightfully speckled in brights. I knit that back in March of 2016, and that was perfect to put over a palette of blue jeans and gray t-shirt that Gail mentioned. I also wore my burdock cardigan, which is a pattern by Maura Kirk, and I knit mine in Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio Worsted. I knit back, I knit that one back in December of 2014, and that one still sees regular wear. That one 
like I said, it's knit in a worsted weight yarn, but it's an open front cardigan and it has slightly shorter sleeves. I guess you'd call them bracelet length sleeves. So I often find that I can wear that even when it seems like it would be too warm for a worsted weight sweater since it has some cooling capabilities. <laughs> and the lace, all over lace pattern, it like built, it's built in ventilation. Yes, that's true. You that's get a true. lot of compliments on that sweater and a lot of people asking what pattern I it did. was. It's yeah. one of those patterns that really hasn't been knit a lot on Ravelry. And we saw one other person wearing it. We did, <laughs> which was shocking because I didn't even notice it. And somebody else that we were with said, is that the sweater you knit? And yes, it was. So it of was the few people who knit it, two of them were at Stitches. Yeah. Very, very odd. <laughs> it's lovely, though. It's such a pretty sweater. It, yeah. It worked out really well in that yarn. So how about you, Gail? What did you wear at Stitches? There were three things that actually made it onto the show floor. The first day I wore my Donner sweater by Elizabeth Doherty and saw quite a few Donners over the weekend. So that was fun. Got a lot of compliments on that. And interestingly, Heather of Western Sky Knits is knitting the same sweater in the same yarn base and the same exact color. So she was interested to see mine because hers will look identical. I also wore my bleached cardigan by Amy Miller, which was one of my newer finishes. And that was in Western Sky Knits Silky Merino Singles, I believe the base is called. Mm -hmm. And that sweater, I got a lot of compliments on that. And that I'm definitely going to knit that a second time. So I'm just trying to decide which yarn. I like the way the fabric drapes on that. So the silk singles are kind of tempting to do it in another single ply type of yarn, but I really wanted to use my, what is it called? Elfin tweed fingering that we got that year at Green Planet Yarn. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to swatch and see what it looks like. And then the third thing I wore was a shawl called My Kind of Love by Nadia Cretin Lachen. And that I knit with a gradient yarn, a rainbow gradient that I striped with a gray. So the rainbow gradient I bought at Stitches last year and it's wandering wool and she was not at Stitches again this year unfortunately. And the gray is a Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino light colorway and I got a lot of compliments on that on the show floor. You the do. colors are so bright and vivid and pretty that people were commenting quite often so that felt really good. So those were my three main pieces that I wore and they were all, it felt good you know to wear things that people comment on and two of them I bought yarn for at the last stitches so wearing representing what I purchased last year and then Donner I knew that Elizabeth was going to be there so right. wearing <laughs> one of her sweaters was the right thing to do. So what are you stocking and does any of it have anything to do with what you saw at Stitches over the weekend? Everything that I'm stocking <laughs> is Stitches related. You mentioned your Donner sweater by Elizabeth Doherty, my first stocking sweater is the Cleo by Elizabeth Doherty. Elizabeth had a lovely booth there, and I was able to try on several different Cleos, mm -hmm. which was quite delightful. I got to try on three different sizes and three different lengths. So now I know exactly which size I want to make and exactly which length. There were actually two lengths that folks thought looked 
good on me, but I have a definite preference. So I'm knitting the middle length because there was three <laughs> different lengths. Yep. So, and I'm really thrilled. And let me just tell you, if you have the chance to try on a sweater that you're considering, def definitely do take that chance because yeah. it helps so much to see how the sweater's going to fit. It helps with your confidence and picking a size. And in the end, I actually ordered a yarn from Brooke at Sincere Sheep that one of the sweaters I tried on had been made in because everybody said that the color looked good on me. It's a very, very light gray called Cumulus, almost a natural. And I don't have a sweater in that color. So it works out really well. I'm going to get to try a new yarn and a new color. And me. that is the sweater, the sweater that Charlene is describing in the Sincere Sheep Cormo yarn is the one that Elizabeth Doherty knit for our knit along. So it was her mm, self-indulgent right. knit along sweater and the middle length one. So instead of the cropped or the longer version, this is the one that's in between, right? Yeah, it doesn't, I think it's not necessarily a version in the pattern, but she just basically knit the cropped one and then knit it a little bit longer for herself. Yes. Right. <laughs> and she also, because that yarn is sport weight yarn, but the pattern is written for DK weight yarn. She worked the numbers a little bit too. I remember asking her about it when she cast on and somewhere on her website, she has instructions for working the numbers. If you want to use a different weight of yarn. Mm, nice. So, Nice. Just a heads up on that one. And just to describe Cleo a little bit, it's from the pattern page. Elizabeth describes it as a classic fisherman sweater that gets a modern makeover. It has a blend of textured panels, slip stitch ribbing, cables that are contemporary and timeless. And I would totally agree. That's really a lovely sweater. Yep. The second thing that I am stocking after stitches is a sweater that I have mentioned before. It's called Breathing Space by Vera Valamaki. And I saw so many of these as samples. There were a lot there of were Breathing lot. Space <laughs> and on bodies at the event. Yes, as yep. Gail mentioned, both walking around the event and also as made up as booth samples. There were quite Quite at few. least three or four that I and can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. I guess it's because it uses two colors of yarn so well that both colors are get to be stars in the sweater in the striping section. And it's just a fun sweater. And it's been on and off my radar since it was released in Interpretations 3. So now I'm revisiting it. I've got I'm pretty sure I've got yarn in my stash that will work. I haven't swatched them together yet to see, but I'm pretty sure it's going to work. So if and I want to make sweaters from stash, this could be one of them. <laughs> a lot of people are knitting that for a knit along as well. Yeah. At least three people are yep. knitting breathing space. It's a popular space. sweater. Yeah. Very Winnie, popular. the one she just recently put up a picture of her work in progress. It doesn't have sleeves yet, but I love the colors she picked. There's like a raspberry pink and then a natural base speckled that just sings. I love it. Nice. 
And then the third thing I am stocking is a shawl that was just released the weekend of stitches called Viewpoint. And it's by Ann Ginger, Yay! who is actually one of the attendees at our retreat that's coming up in April, our, our knockers retreat. And one of our good yarny friends. Yes. And this shawl has an unusual shape with one end having a split split end, which we call the serpent tongue. <laughs> yes, serpent. I kept calling it an arrowhead, like an, an arrowhead, elongated arrowhead. Yeah, and then or, you came up with serpent's sir, tongue. I think it's more, yeah, when, if you've ever seen like a split mm -hmm. serpent's tongue, I think that's what it reminds me of, the end. And it's two colors, but the two colors are divided exactly in half. So the two halves of the shawl are basically mirror, Im mirror images, one side in one color, second side in another color, and you actually knit each half separately and then do a three needle bind off together to create a center seam and that's the connection and then you can even fold it and was demonstrating how you can fold it and really only have one color visible if you so desire or you can have both colors visible. I wonder if you can kitchener them together as well. What instead of to. three needle bundle? Yeah, I would imagine it probably. Yeah, is Kitchener harder to do in garter stitch? I've never tried it. No. Okay. I don't think so. It's just done differently than in stocking. Yeah. Stuff, so. so those are the three things I am stocking. Are you stocking anything after stitches? Yes. I'm stocking quite a few things, and two of them are Elizabeth Doherty. <laughs> So let me look Why at my notes. Why does that not surprise me? Yeah, I know. We spent quite a bit of time in Elizabeth's booth trying on trying sweaters. Trying on things, yes. And it was fun because my mom was there, so she was giving me her opinion. And we ran into Allison, who is Life at the Ridge, who's participating in the Knit Along as well. So we got to meet her in person there. She was trying on the Clio sweaters at the same time we were, yeah, so that, that was, was fun. fun. And you guys have heard me talk about Clio. I've been stocking it since... We tried it on last September or something, so I was eight, that was one of my goals of stitches was to try on the different versions, and I'm going with the cropped version. So I'll be knitting it cropped. Charlene will be knitting the next length from that, and then I think that Allison was deciding on a shorter length too. Hmm. So maybe someone out there will. We saw quite a few Cleos on the floor actually too at stitches, didn't we? We did. Quite a few. And yeah. even some knit up as samples. Which surprised me because the pattern is fairly new. Well, November. So a few <laughs> yeah. months. It's been time for people. People have had time to knit them. But Cleo's on the list. And then another Elizabeth Doherty sweater, which is Markley. And it is a beautiful sweater that... Let's see, how would you describe it? It has positive ease. It has drop shoulders. It has Elizabeth's trademark beautiful vertical cable across the upper back to give it shape mm -hmm. and structure. And it has a really interesting side seam, like a faux seam, that comes down at an angle. So it kind of starts behind your underarm, sort of, and, and comes down at an angle towards the front of your hips. And it's really a pretty sweater and we went out to dinner with a bunch of people on Friday and three people at the table were wearing their Markleys <laughs> all in jewel tones and then tried that on in the booth and decided I really wanted it one I really liked the way it looked on me 
and I decided I'm going to knit it in Heather from Western Sky Knits. She has a beautiful deep red called Crimson Night, and I'm going to knit Markley in Crimson Night when I get that yarn. So super excited about that one. And another sweater that made the radar, I was stocking it a little bit before stitches. Markley hadn't really even made my radar, mm -hmm. even though I've seen it many times. I just had never tried it on. Right. The next one I'd seen, it was released probably a week or so before stitches, but we saw it in the Miss Babs booth knit up. And that's the perforated sweater by Suvi Samola. And it's knit in a heavy lace weight yarn by Miss Babs or a light fingering. It's one of the two. And Charlene and I were both looking at it thinking, ah, that would be a good candidate for the Holtz Garn Coast yarn that we love. It yeah. would be really cute. And it's another positive ease sweater with, I think it has drop shoulders. I can't remember for sure. But there's an interesting garter stitch that goes down the center side of your body. And it has a split hem with some garter at the bottom. And can't remember all the details right now, but it just I looks think it's perfect. Because isn't it? Oh, it is raglan. Like You're the right. Fifty-two hundred K. You're right. It's raglan yeah. shaped, and it has probably three-quarter length sleeves. I want to guess, maybe right. full length, but it's just really cute. It looks perfect for our climate and the type of wardrobe aesthetic Charlene yeah. and I both have. So both of us were looking at that sweater. I think I have something. I'm, in fact, I'm sure I have something in stash I could use for that one. I know that I have enough of my Molly Ringwald on Tosh Merino Light to knit it, but I think I want to knit another Donner with that yarn that instead. That would be nice. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Yeah. So anyway, here I'm fantasy knitting, <laughs> docking my own stash as I speak. So that was the Perforated Sweater by Suvi Samola. Both of those are available on Ravelry, of course. And then two color shawls. So shawls were everywhere, of course. Mm -hmm. People were wearing them. They were booth samples. And we saw a new to us vendor right when you walk in the main doors at Stitches. There is a vendor called Stunning String Studios, who we'd never seen before. They said they're from Chicago and they've been at Stitches Midwest before. And this is their first Stitches West show. And they had designs and kits knit up by the designer Cindy Garland. And I've really enjoyed her shawls because she has a very simple aesthetic that has a lot of stripes. And you guys know how I feel about stripes. And they had one knit up, her trilinear shawl, which is a triangular shawl. And it was knit in two colorways, Funky Fuchsia and Sprout. So Funky Fuchsia is highlighter pink and Sprout is highlighter yellow. I never would have thought to put those colors together for a garment. But oh my goodness, I saw that up on the model and thought, oh! It's so pretty, and I ended up buying the kit. I think that's the only kit I've ever purchased. Really? I think so, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to knitting it. It's on fingering weight yarn, and they are. it's a single ply, I think. And tell the story about that color combination. That was a great story. Oh, when Gail said she liked that color combination, when I look at that color combination, the only thing I can think of is a hat that I crocheted back when I was really young. It was when I first learned to crochet. I, I was pretty young, maybe 10 or so. And that Only was the 10? color. Yeah. And that was the color combination that I picked. I had one strand of the pink and one strand of the yellow and I crocheted 
this hat for myself. <laughs> Very cool. So Charlene had that inspiration many years ago, and I never would have thought of it. So luckily, it's now in my stash. And someday I will knit that trilinear shawl by Cindy Garland. So those were my highlights. Now, what are you knitting? And is it related to stitches? What I'm knitting is not really related to stitches. I'm at this moment, I have a cowl in my hand, and this is what I brought to stitches because most, well, a good portion of the cowl is just knitting round and round in a stockinette. And the cowl that I'm working on is the monochrome cowl by Hohi Locatelli. We talked about, well, we mentioned this cowl on the last podcast because it is part of Hohi and Vera's Interpretations Volume 4 collection. If you've seen the three-color cashmere cowl, and I know Hohi also has a four-color. It's called the peekaboo. Okay, four-color cowl. So this cowl is very similar, except as the name implies, it's single color. It's the monochrome cowl. So it is the same size, meaning that it's one of those very tall cowls, not super tight up against the neck and not long enough to wrap around twice. It's kind of a median cowl that in that it does hang down and it doesn't, but you can't wrap it twice. All in one color, I am using a yarn that's actually a lace weight. So mine's going to be a little bit lighter. The sample that Hohi knit up is knit in fingering weight. So my lace sample is very light and airy. I'm using a lace yarn from Miss Babs called Isadora. And it calls for, the pattern calls for 740 yards. And my skein, it says approximately 800 yards. So, plenty. It, there should be plenty, yes. And when I look at what I've knit so far, I think I'm actually going to have far more than I need. But well, it's grown is, a lot since the last time I saw it. It has. So pretty. I really wasn't sure that I liked it at first. And now that it's gotten longer, it's at least a foot long now. I really like it's it. It's gorgeous. It's just amazing. I mean, yeah, it feel looks so, the fabric. Oh, it's, it's so, so light and airy oh. and soft. So I'm really happy with it now. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't sure at first because it just seemed so light. But now that there's more fabric, it works a lot better. So that's the monochrome cowl by Hohi Locatelli. The second thing I am knitting is my Ivy Line sweater that I have been knitting for quite a while. I know you guys are probably so tired of hearing about this, but the good news is that I've finished the body, finished the long I-cord bind off along the bottom. Oh, that's hem. an I-cord bind off. It's an I-cord bind off <laughs> and it's an A-line sweater. So can so as you can imagine, by the time you get to the bottom, it's a fairly wide piece of fabric. I finished that and I need to pick up and knit both sleeves now. Do you want to explain what an I-cord bind off is a little bit for anyone who might not know? Because I, I said, oh, ho, 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 because there are basically many stitches involved for each bound off stitch in an I-cord bind off. So it takes quite a bit of time. It does. 
I'm. You basically cast on three extra stitches. Well, if it's a three yeah, stitch I I cord. Yeah, I was trying to remember. It probably is three, but it was a week ago when I worked on it. So to be honest, I don't remember, but it's probably three. And what it does is along the bottom hem of the sweater, it just creates a an I-cord on the edge of the fabric. So it's it's a just beautiful creates a little bit technique. of weight yeah. on the bottom of a light garment. That's quite nice. And yeah, it is a it is a beautiful finishing technique. I but like it's the time look of consuming. It's it. like but a it pico does, edge. It yeah, takes a it lot of time. It does take time, but it doesn't. That kind of bind off doesn't necessarily bother me, and I love Pico bind offs. Me too. too. I do too. I love the end result. Yeah. So those are the two things I am working on. How about you? What are you knitting? So looking at your cowl, I remembered that I had brought yarn to cast on my monochrome cowl, but decided I didn't want mm -hmm. to do it on the needle size that I had. So I bought a pair of Indian Lake wooden, a circular needle from them at the Stitches West booth that Robbie had recommended as a needle that she really likes. So I'm looking forward to test driving that needle when I cast on my monochrome. I was looking at yours and I remembered, oh yeah, I should mention that new needle. Mm -hmm. So that's, they're a little bit pricey, but they have a six-sided wooden tip on the needles. So they're supposed to be good for you ergonomically and everything. So I'll let you know my opinions of those when I test drive them. But what I'm actually knitting, I cast on a sweater at Stitches, the first night at Stitches, and the pattern is called A Cropped Sweater for Winter, and it's a pattern by Andy Satterland, and it's knit in DK weight yarn. I am using Dragonfly Fibers Traveler DK in the Silver Fox and Peony colorways, and I bought the Silver Fox last year at Stitches, and I bought the skein of Peony this year. Silver Fox, as you might imagine, is a very light, beautiful gray, and the peony is a beautiful, deep burgundy color. And the sweater is knit top down with set-in sleeves. And it has a scalloped colorwork border at the bottom. So it's knit all in silver fox down to the border. Then you do two rows of colorwork for a scalloped edge. And then you do the ribbed bind off in the contrasting color, the peony color. And then set-in sleeves. And I'm going to use... Elizabeth Doherty's set-in-sleeve method where the pickup rate is different and you start and end in a different point than most patterns state and it gives a much cleaner more tailored look in my opinion to a set-in-sleeve and I think I'll have the body done tonight because it's a crop sweater it has gone very quickly super simple sweater very no frills it's stockinette so there isn't much paying attention involved mm -hmm. so it's been a very quick knit and love the fabric it's 100 wash 100 percent super wash merino and it's just gorgeous gorgeous material so i'm looking forward to having this one done quickly except for i'm almost to sleeve island that'll be this weekend's task so that it has three quarter length sleeves so those should go actually pretty quickly and let's see, the, and that's a free pattern on Ravelry, by the way, or there's a link to a blog and it's a free pattern on the blog. And the other thing that I was knitting at Stitches were my prairie socks. And that's a pattern by Kay Jones of the Bakery Bears. And she's doing a knit along with that pattern right now. So last episode, I had talked about two different yarns that I was considering using. And I went with the Plymouth Happy Feet 100 Splash, which was the thicker of the two. 
and I was on the heel turn at stitches and decided I didn't want to think. So I worked on the sweater instead of the heel. And today I thought, oh, I should really pick up the heel stitches before we record and then I can work on my sock. So I did the same thing that I did with my Tupshin socks. I decided I was going to try on the sock with my sock on size one wooden bamboo double pointed needles. Mm -hmm. Well, you think I would have learned after doing this with Tupshin that if you're feeling it stretching over your foot and ankle, those little tiny needles are going to break. And sure enough, I broke one of the needles. Really? Yeah, what a dummy. I, <laughs> I, as I was doing it, I thought, you know, you're going to break the needle if you keep pulling it. And sure enough, snap, the needle wow. broke. So yeah, don't make the same mistake I did, you guys. So <laughs> I realized in this process that I probably needed a, a, the next size up needle. They were obviously going to be kind of snug getting over my ankle. And as I was knitting the heel today, I also thought, even though it's a speckled yarn, it kind of was, I don't know how to describe it, kind of almost too busy, even though that doesn't make sense because looking at the yarn and the hank or the ball, it doesn't look too busy. But knit up, it wasn't subtle enough for the pattern. So since I broke the needle and I had already been thinking that the yarn wasn't really working, I decided that was knitting fate telling me, <laughs> redo this, you sock. So I ripped it out. I ripped mm -hmm. the whole sock out and I wound, hand wound up a skein of yarn I bought at Stitches from Twisted Owl Fiber Studios called The Nightman Cometh. Mm -hmm. And if you recognize that name, then you are one of the few I know who watch a particular show that is very hysterical, but very politically incorrect. And that yarn is speckled as well, but in a different way. So I'm going to try this yarn. It's a 80% merino, 20% nylon sock base. I think it's called four ply sock. And I will end up casting on the second size and see how that goes. So I will cast that on soon and then have a report on the socks, hopefully without another broken needle. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully the second time will be the charm on the prairie socks, but I really do want to knit them and hopefully this yarn will be the right yarn and I will get the right size. Yeah. So that's what I'm knitting, a sweater and a pair of socks. So what have you finished? I didn't finish anything. <laughs> I finished my hooded shawl. Oh, that's right. Which Charlene was describing as an origami piece when we were showing it at Stitches. So that one I knit, it's a Suzanne summer pattern and it is free on Ravelry. And I used two skeins of Neighborhood Fiber Company sock, studio sock in the Remington colorway, which is a very deep purple and a skein of Twisted Owl Fiber Studios that was a speckled yarn that had that Remington purple in it. So very, very happy with the finished object, thrilled with the finished object. It's very big. The shawl part itself is very big. There's a lot of fabric and the hood is off to the side so that the triangle hangs down in the front. And I like it so much that I bought yarn to knit another one, but a different base. And it also had an I-cord bind off, which when you said uh -huh. Ivy lines did, that was fresh in my mind because yeah. I think the shawl had 500 stitches on the needle or something like that when you bind off. So yeah. the bind off took a while, but I really like it. The hood is very isn't odd. It, it's odd, but cute. It's, <laughs> it is cute. It's, I could see making one too, but 
it's unique. It is unique. When you say it's off center, you should describe how the hood comes off one end. Okay. It's very odd. It's a free pattern. So I can, I can tell you all the details. So basically imagine a triangular shawl and you have the center of the, of the back, right? So you have where the center spine is. So imagine that point to the end point, you have, you know, half of the shawl. So basically you pick up stitches for the hood. I think 16 slip stitches over from the center point or something. And then you pick up, I think 42 stitches or something for the hood or 41. And then the second row, you knit front and back each row to double the stitches on the hood. And then you knit up from there so many rows and then you start to do German short rows for the hood shaping and it's basically kind of like the heel of a sock only a lot bigger so you end up getting this that's very full like, actually it did look like a big heel yeah and that's basically what it is to fit around the back of your head the sh the hood itself is so large it's almost like a cape hood to me where mm -hmm. it has like a really large opening so you could easily modify that to be smaller if you wanted it was quite a bit of fabric but I really like the way it looks. So if you can imagine the shawl laid on, flat on the ground, there's a hood that just basically protrudes from one half of it going upward from, you know, opposite mm -hmm. direction of the triangle. So it's very weird looking and it takes <laughs> a little bit of practice to put it on. If you've ever interacted with a toddler, there's a way of putting a jacket on them where you start with the hood, you put the hood on them and then they put their arms through the sleeves. I was kind of doing the same thing with the shawl. You put the hood on first and then you wrap the, yeah, you the corners around yourself. <laughs> it just, that way it, it doesn't go on backwards. So really enjoy it. I think I'm going to enjoy wearing that one. I still have to block it. I finished it at like 1.30 a.m. on Thursday, the day we left for stitches. So I was up very late finishing my shawl because I was determined to get it done, but it still hasn't been blocked. So I want to block it very carefully to make sure that the purple doesn't bleed into the natural speckled yeah. base. So there's a risk of that. The cool thing about it is that you can wear the hood down too because I don't always wear my hoods up on top of my head when I'm wearing hooded garments, mm -hmm. obviously. But it also looks good with the hood hanging down your back because it just looks like you have a hoodie hood on. So it's very interesting. And very, it's nice too because the hood has a lot of fabric and because the triangle is in the front, you don't have any shawl fabric on the back to keep your back warm. But if you have the hood down, you have that fabric right. from the hood to keep your back right. warm. So very interesting garment. I highly recommend it. It was a lot of yarn. It took up three full skeins of fingering weight yarn. I mean, that's a lot of stitches. Yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> it's I don't know why I was surprised. It said it in the pattern. It wasn't a mystery. But for some reason, I thought two colors, two color shawl, two skeins. Well, yeah. no, it was three skeins of yarn. Yeah. So, But yes, I'm going to knit that one again in a worsted weight yarn. So nice. we'll see how that experiment yeah. turns out. I think it will be fun. But that's all I finished. So that was the huge focus before stitches. And I don't know about you, but I barely got any knitting done at stitches. I didn't get a lot. By the time <clears throat> Gail and I settled in, in the evenings, which would be our knitting time, we were so exhausted. In fact, yep. I dozed off one night sleep knitting, sitting on top of the bed, just dozed off. And I found random 
stitches in my knitting the pearl next stitches, day. Right? Right? Yeah. We were talking about that. When I sleep knit, it's pearls as well. I don't understand how my body defaults to pearl stitches. <laughs> it seems like it should be knit stitches. Does anyone else have that? You know, sleep knitting when you're falling asleep at your hands you know, are still it's going. Just, it just changes to something wrong. If I'm ribbing, it'll be stockinette. If I'm doing stockinette, there'll be, yeah, random ribbing in there or something. So, Isn't it weird, though, that know. our bodies have this <laughs> this just muscle, that memory, muscle memory that just goes? Yeah. And, yeah, you don't need to be awake to knit, apparently. So <laughs> no pretty funny and no that shawl was very simple knitting as well it was not necessarily brainless but pretty darn close so you could read you could watch tv it could be social knitting the hood took a little bit more concentration because of the short rows but super easy german short rows you don't even need to pick up your wraps Hmm. so super easy yeah and i like i said i had this cowl with me so I was working on a section that was just stockinette. In fact, it was the first stockinette section. And I had that with me a couple times for social knitting and I still didn't get very far on it. So that's okay. You know, I was, I was experiencing things. Well, yeah, that's one of the joys of stitches is that you get to see people and you don't really get to visit because it's so loud and chaotic, but you do get to talk to people and then, you know, you get to see them outside of the venue. And that was, that's one of my goals for this year is to really experience things as opposed to get things done. Mm-hmm. So not knitting was just fine with me because yeah, my reason for being there was to see people and see things and enjoy exactly. the experience. Exactly. So double thumbs up for stitches. <laughs> and we wanted to talk about some of the other things we saw. Well, you had mentioned shawls and everywhere. I just felt like Gail and I saw shawls everywhere. Every booth had really beautiful shawls for samples to show off their yarn or if they were selling patterns, beautiful shawl samples of their patterns. Shawls just really seemed to be the accessory of the moment right now. I know at past stitches, I've seen, I remember one of the first stitches that I went to thinking that hats were everywhere. Everybody had had hats that year for samples and they were all different kind of hats. And this year I just seemed to see shawls everywhere. The geometric striped shawls seem to be the most popular right now as opposed to lace pattern shawls although we did see quite a few lace pattern shawls but just the geometric stripey ones I thought were everywhere especially showing off yarns because there were a lot of speckled yarns a lot of gradient kits a lot of mini skeins mini skeins we said that last year too so people were showing off patterns where you could use several different mini skeins in one pattern. Yeah, what Charlene knit the Spectrum shawl and she had that at the Western Sky Knits booth because mm-hmm. it was their yarn and Heather was wearing it and Heather said, I think I'm going to knit this, but I'm going to use a mini skein set striped with a solid and that would be so cool. Never would have thought of that. So that's another use for a mini skein set. So instead of having two contrasting colors, you have one 
color with these beautiful kind of stripes that move into each other of mini skein colors. I think she ended up selling several kits with that in mind. I think mind she did too because it was brilliant. People to make that because they had the mini skein sets and then they had some blacks and grays for the solids in between and in big skeins that went along perfectly with it. Yep. It was a really great idea. But there are a lot of geometric or striped shawls that you could work that idea the same into, yeah. way. In fact, it did inspire me that I do have a purple, purples mini skein set that I need to pull that out and yep. pick a shawl to make it. Because basically, just about any shawl that you like, you can make it look different by using mini skeins. Yep. And you can even fade it in by striping it the way the find your fade shawl that's so popular right now there were a lot of those in. there were yeah. there were a few of those i saw um, a lot of them more mostly well, on people not as displays oh, okay. mostly on people. yeah i didn't see them as displays and i heard a lot of people talking about them and it seemed like there were a few people that i ran into who were still knitting them because the shawl is massive a lot of yarn it's it's a blanket well you <laughs> helped someone create a, a giant's gradient right? For find That's your right. Somebody was going to make a San Francisco giant colored. Sorry, we had a little helicopter fly overhead. <laughs> so San Francisco giant's gradient. Yeah, somebody had the brilliant idea to make a find your fade in the colors of their sports team, which happened to be the San Francisco Giants. So they wanted to fade from one end of black to the other end in orange and then variations in between. So I helped them pick out colors, several different skeins to use along the way. So that was really cool because was I neat. was thinking that you could, obviously you could do that with any other sports team, have a really unique piece to school show colors, your school color yeah. or sports team pride. Yeah. I, I liked that idea a lot. And we were talking about it on the way home from Stitches that shawls are just such an accessible accessory. Mm -hmm. The fact that they don't take much yarn, they don't require any fitting, they basically don't require any swatching unless right. you really are worried you might run out of yarn. Yeah. They are something that you can practice different stitch techniques without a huge investment. You don't need to use, you know, schematics necessarily. They're just an easy to knit thing, you know, especially if you choose something that doesn't have a lot of patterning to it, you know, from the most simple stockinette to the most complex lace, because we saw some beautiful lace shawls especially that alpaca one that was on display that was so fine. Oh, Lots yeah. of really just, I can't even imagine how many hours. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's an heirloom project that I certainly would never wear because I'd be scared to death that I'd snag it because I snag lace all the time. So just stunning shawls out there. And the ones that really caught my attention were definitely the graphic striped ones. I mean, there's a lot of Melanie Berg, a lot of Amber O'Brien, those that have some kind of gradual fade of colors usually intermixed with the solid stripe. Mm -hmm. Those always catch my attention. Mine too, because you can do so many fun things with them. Yep. <laughs> it's so fun to pick colors. And then 
shawls like that, you can use a lot of the, like we mentioned, the speckled yarns were big. Oh, and you so use big. one speckled and one solid, and it really creates Pow. a unique yeah. look and that color impact. Yeah. You get such a color impact, and it's a whole different look than using two solids oh, yeah. for a geometric type striped shawl. Or the effect of doing a stripe in a solid type of stitch and then a stripe in a lace type of stitch. So that also was popular. And then with shawls, of course, you have all the different shapes to play with. You have triangles and crescents and rectangular and trapezoid and just there's no end. Well, there is an end, obviously, to the shaping, but so many different things that you can play around with that make shawls so much fun to knit. I mean, I don't know how many shawls I have in my closet. Way too many considering how little some of them are worn but I keep wanting to knit them because they're just a draw to all of the different things you can do with them I do too and I wear a lot of shawls and a lot of time I just wear mine bunched up around my neck like a scarf so if I had a lot of lace patterning in it that would probably get lost. Yeah. So the the geometric striped ones are much, uh, to me a much better choice when I want to just wear it bunched up around my neck. And pretty much several months out of the year, I just grab and go a shawl every day. It's just a normal thing for me to have something around my neck. If I have a t-shirt on and it's cold i love being able to throw a shawl on it's just that little extra layer to keep your neck and your shoulders warm really does help i need to get in the habit more of doing that at my desk because i always think of that at my desk if i'm sitting at my desk i need it's like a blanket (laughs) i always think of it as something that i should put on when i leave the house and i don't leave the house that much because i work from home so and then when i leave the house i'm going to the gym or i'm going running so you don't want to get it all icky so that's something i just need to remember at home wear your shawls and your (laughs) cowls because it doesn't matter who else is seeing them because i'm seeing them so and you just mentioned that you wear your shawls bunched up around your neck and i've Mm -hmm. mentioned many times that i like to wear them like bandit style with i wear mine like that too yeah i'm interested to hear other ways people wear their shawls because i have a lot of shawl pins that don't get used and i have quite a few like trapezoidal slash rectangular shawls that I don't wear as much because I'm not quite sure how to style them. I do my Lily Pilly is getting worn now because it's long enough that you can do the folded in half lengthwise with the loop on one end and pull the other two ends through the loop. I can do that with that shawl so I can wear it but then it hides a lot of the beautiful lace like Mm -hmm. you were saying you can't see it as well but I know it's there. So I'm really interested to hear how other people wear their shawls because I could get some really good ideas. So hopefully for the show notes thread for this episode on the Ravelry group, let us know how you wear your shawls. And maybe if you don't mind putting a picture for illustration, that would be great too, because I can't always understand. I can't, I don't visualize very well. So a written description, I may or may not understand as well as actually seeing a picture. So Lots of different ideas out there that I know I can, I know I will benefit from hearing them because of course I see pictures all the time, but I guess I don't know how to 
pin a shawl on and not have it look fussy or have me fuss with it to make it look a certain way when you're just going to move and it's going to, you're going to move your shoulder and it's going to move anyways. Know what I mean? (laughs) So I don't know. Wrapping it around my neck is just easier and then I don't worry about it. I don't even think about it. I have several shawl pins too. And I find that more often than not, I wear my shawls without shawl pins. So I need to find a way to remind myself to take out some of those pretty shawl pins yeah, that I have. Because I have some of those jewel closure types mm-hmm. that screw on and off. Right. And regular pins and all sorts of different types of shawl pins because they always seem like such a good idea and they're so right. pretty. <laughs> one more thing to collect. Right. So shawls were a big one. There were also, of course, many, many sweaters. And I saw a lot of Elizabeth Doherty sweaters. Yes. Between Markley Donner and Cleo, there were a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't think of many other sweaters that. Oh, Hitofude. So oh, two years uh, in a row, Hitofude, Hitofude was very well represented. To be the sweater that we saw on bodies the most, the most as in attendees were wearing like many, many Hitofudes. We could have formed several rainbows of the Hitofudes that we saw. Yeah, Tamara, we met Tamara AB, who was with Oma. And we saw them, and they were both wearing their Hitofu days. Yes. And that was quite the ambitious first sweater for Tamara to knit. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It was so. beautiful, yeah. Yep, very beautiful sweater. So, yeah, that was very well represented, too. And a lot of just random sweaters that were mm-hmm. beautiful that people asked about, you know, like your burdock. Mm-hmm. A lot of people asked what that was. I loved Allison's Portage sweater that she was wearing. And that's how I spotted her. Allison Life at the Ridge was in Elizabeth's booth looking at sweaters and I recognized her knit along sweater from the back because we had just been talking about it at dinner the night before I was saying that I really liked that design. And here I am looking at her back thinking, I know that sweater. And so I looked around at her face and I said, are you Allison? And she said, yes. Oh my gosh. I recognize you because of your sweater. So I got to see that knit along sweater live and in person. And it's beautiful. It's a really nice design. My only drawback is that it's open front. So, I don't know. I'm waffling. But in her Find Your Fade was beautiful. And her Flyway Twist was beautiful that she's working on. So, lots of beautiful stuff out there to see. There and was. And quite a bit of brioche. But I think that's kind of yeah. the hot right now stitch pattern. It seems to be. Yeah. Brioche yeah. is the hot right now stitch pattern. Speckle is the hot right now yarn. Shawls are the hot right now accessory. And Elizabeth sweaters and Hitofu days are the hot right now sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our Stitches 2017 recap. <laughs> it was really fun. It was an absolute joy to meet so many new people and to see. We were also seeing that faces are starting to look familiar from yeah. year to year. Yeah, so, which is kind of neat. Kind of neat, but kind of spooky at the same time. Because, <laughs> Well, not really. I was talking to Melissa on our run today and they said, you know, we're starting to recognize people, which makes sense. This has been the sixth year in a row I've gone to stitches with you. Yeah. So we should be recognizing people, I guess. Yeah. That's so, fun. Yeah. That's fun. And her comment was, you've only been doing the podcast for five years. I said, we just started the sixth year. And she said, really? It feels like you've been doing it forever. She said, it seems like a part of you. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> she felt like it had been a lot longer than that. So, okay. And, As far as 
yarns that we purchased. You will be hearing about them hopefully over the next year yes. as we knit up projects. Or We're not going to talk about <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about things that we purchased until we use have it a reason to use them. Because I kind of feel like then we'll be able to talk about them in a, a little more intelligently. Yep. And have it be more interesting. So that's coming up. Gail and I, since we got to spend so many hours together, we've got some fun ideas for upcoming segments on the podcast and some things that we want to attempt this year. Yay! So we're looking forward to getting started on that. And I, don't, I forgot to do or check how many FOs there are in the knit-along thread. I didn't either. I completely forgot to but do that. we're coming up on the conclusion of our knit-along yeah, at coming the up. end of this month. March 20th or 21st. Can't remember which date. And there are more prizes. I can't bring it up right now because I don't have internet connection on my computer. But please do check the FO thread and the chat thread at the very top. There's the list of fabulous prizes. Barb of Spencer Hill Naturally Dyed Yarns has donated some yarn. And I can't remember who else off the top of my head, but lots and lots of beautiful prizes. So please do check that out. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Mini skeins. So I don't know if I remember to tell everybody that Mike had his knee surgery right before Christmas, so he forgot to get me stocking stuffers for Christmas. So I thought to myself, well, if you're going to forget, I'm going to take care of it for you. So I signed myself up for a yarn club, which I never do. It was the Row One Yarn Company. They do a mini skein set every month. And it's a great set. What she does is she features a new indie designer every month. And she does 20 colors. And you get, I want to say about 10 yards maybe of each colorway. Wow. And... Really many. Very many, which is perfect for a mitered square blanket for me because that's even more than I need. I end up having leftover. But I resisted the temptation of all the mini skein sets because I have these beautiful ones at home and I can't knit, I can't keep up with them. But and then I also got minis from Marianne, a running stitcher. She brought me 10 little mini skeins. So I have all sorts of yarn for my sock yarn blanket, which I'm going to be working on coming up. So that was another one. She um, row one yarn. She's going to give us one of her packages as a prize. So very cool. That's another prize we have to add to the collection as well. So especially those of you who are using mini skeins for various sock yarn blankets, that's something to look forward to also. Okay. Yeah. So please keep on knitting for the knit along. I know there are at least like 180 finished objects, if not more than that in the group right wow. now. So yeah. <laughs> a lot. So keep on knitting and look at those prizes if you need any inspiration to finish because there are some great prizes from great people. And I'm still knitting. I'm, this sweater will be knit along. You need to finish your ivy lines. I do. <laughs> is that your knit along sweater? <laughs> so All I right, think that's everybody. It. That is it. And we will see you. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Happy, Happy knitting. knitting. Bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group 
My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.